In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Ghost Chronicles. Um, I'm Dorothy Morgan, and I'm hosting the sh- guest hosting the show tonight for Maureen and for Ron, because they're at Circles of Wisdom doing a book signing. I'm looking at the Togi chat room right now, and it looks like nobody is home. <laughs> Everybody must be down at Circles of Wisdom. So um, my guest host tonight is uh, Francis Nash. Hi, Fran. Are you there? Yes. Hi, hi, Dot. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good. a beautiful night. Warm oh, out. I know it is. It's, it's awesome. I'm actually out on the porch. With the, oh. and, it's still, and it's still got the screens on. It's not glassed in yet. So this is, nice. uh, this is a nice night. It's beautiful out here. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. let me introduce myself a little bit more since not everybody knows who I am. I'm Dorothy Morgan. I'm a professional astrologer. I am on the show um, once a month, usually with Ron and Maureen, but um, the last two months um, I've been hosting on the night that I'm supposed to be on. So here I am, um, a little bit different than when I have uh, Maureen and Ron to shoot questions at me, but that's okay. Um, some of the other things that I, that I do um, in my business is you know, I'm an angel healing practitioner, Reiki master, and I teach a lot of basic astrology classes. And if anybody has any interest in any of those and finding out where I'm at, um, they can go to my website. And my website is naturalrightscharms.com. And you can also just Google, Google Dorothy Morgan Astrologer and you'll find my website that way. And also um, a number of YouTube postings that I have up there, thanks to Fran Nash. Yay! And uh, she's good at the technical stuff in that regard. I am not. And um, glad to help. What's that? Glad to help. Oh, uh. Yes, it's, it's wonderful. I love it. Good to work together as a team. And we're going yeah. to talk about that Libra energy in a little while, maybe in the second half hour. And so tonight, um, Francis, why don't you introduce, well, we know who you are, but tell people a little bit about yourself and how they can find you if they're interested to, just to learn more about sure. you. Sure. They can go to frannash.com. And I do energy work, Reiki work, and I also do intuitive channeling. And that's really connected to the essence of the soul of an individual. And then um, understanding where they vibrate, male or female energy, and working with the lessons that they've come, come down to learn. Because we all have lessons that we have you know, to learn uh, with. 
And also, I am a meditation facilitator. So I actually run meditation groups. And what I like about that is we really connect to the soul when we do meditations and through the visualization process. So that's kind of what I do, and I'm trying to bring that out into the corporate world as well because so many people are stressed out in, in corporations. So to be able to bring a little bit of Reiki or doing a clinic there and also perhaps doing some meditations to give people some relaxation techniques and visual techniques to help them kind of deal with a stressful day is really important too. And I think more corporations are kind of getting into that wellness program as well. Oh, they are. Yeah, they are. I wish when you were just saying that, I was just getting an intuitive hit myself, thinking like you should go to the unemployment office and (laughs) gather people that are actually unemployed because, you know, they could use that too and you could, you know, do stuff. And and I know you do meditations at, at... on occasion at libraries, right? Yes, I do. I've done them in my local library and surrounding towns. And that's really uh, beneficial and great, too, to get out in the community and to spread that, you know, to people. Because a lot of times people, are, they don't know a lot about meditations and how it works. So it's really great to introduce people to it and give them those basic techniques so they can take that home and hopefully share that with their family and, and you know, use that for themselves as well. That's really can, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. It can be you know, pretty powerful, too, for people. That's yeah, I think so, and I think something that people in the corporate, the corporate world or just in everyday life, I mean, you don't have to be a Buddhist or, you know, a, a deeply spiritual person just to listen to or, or be in the process of having, you know, working with a meditation. I mean, I don't meditate well on my own, so I use a lot of different CDs, and they have to be short, because being the Gemini that I am, my brain is really busy, so I, I, I rarely ever do an hour meditation, if it, and if it's an hour, that means I'm waking up from a nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, the great thing about you, Dot, is that you take it out in nature, and that's another aspect. You use contemplation, and you really connect with the elemental. That's really something that's very um, familiar to you and very comfortable, and you intuit you know, through that avenue as well. Yeah, I do And, do that. and so that's kind of how you use your meditative style. Yeah, and, uh, and I can yeah. see that too when I do people's charts, especially people who, well, people come in, most of the time people don't come in because they're feeling really good. That's just the honest fact. Most of the time people have something that they need to work through when they come to see me for an astrological reading. And so there are plenty of ways I can look and see, you know, how they're more, they're more air-oriented or nature or, or earth, which is nature-oriented, depending on on you know, even technical things. So some people can really, um, you don't have to sit down and contemplate your navel for an hour, but you can, you know, listen to some music that's, that works for you if, you, if you're really air-oriented. Or, you know, for me, as, as, since you, you and I know each other, you know, I, I walk all the time and I get all my clues and different things from nature and it just calms me down, um, which is really good. And so meditation doesn't always have to be... Um, sit down and listen to somebody direct you and guide you. But one of the things, you know, a lot of people don't get the fact that, you know, it it doesn't have to be that. You know, it can be more than that. It can just be, it can be anything that just slows you down and calms you down. And I think in everyday life, people kind of forget about that kind of stuff. You know, I don't have time to meditate and it's like just zoning out. Some people going out on TV. <laughs> yeah, you can be doing the dishes and meditating. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just that concentration and uh, contemplation. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about the natal chart there that you brought up, what happens if you have more, if you have a lot of earth signs or you have a lot of air or you have a mixed balance? Well, the mix, what is that? 
Well, yeah, when, when people have, it, you know, air, earth, fire, and water, I mean, if there's a nice heavy, if there's a nice mix of those four, then you, you, you know, it, that makes you pretty easy going. Because if those are evenly scored, because we score planets and those energies, we give them different points. It's a point system. Um, so if you're relatively even in, in the air, earth, fire, and water, you're also going to be relatively even in the cardinal fixed immutable, which means you're just going to, you can go with the flow no matter what the case is. I mean, it's always specific circumstances. But if somebody yeah. is heavy earth, I, I'm heavy earth energy, yeah. so I love outdoors. I garden. Everything outside is important. And so people who have strong earth energy are like that. Even if they're, you know, a Taurus or a Capricorn, you know, whatever, um, you know, even if their sun sign or their moon sign is that, that's a really strong energy towards being nature-oriented. Um, when you're air-oriented, you're analytical. It's not so much feeling, but you're, you're thinking. Things need to be in order. So that's why technical things are important for people. And people who are, are more air-oriented um, aren't always as spiritual as other, other energies. That's interesting. Because they need facts. Yeah. You know, they, they, they think things through. They can process, and they can. I mean, they, they can learn to do this. It's part of the whole process, but it, it takes a technique. You need to kind of prove it to them. And then we yeah. have what, that air, earth. We've got the fire people. Fire people um, need it to happen right away. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be exciting, not boring. They're the type of people that would, you know, their meditation would be Bikram yoga because it's really hot. And oh. while they, they move from one post to another, it's not fast, but they move from one post to another, I believe that, you know, that would be more fire-oriented as far as meditations. And then water people, anything. Anything. Really? Yeah, the water energies are very spiritual, very in tuned um, with the metaphysical and the spiritual side of life. So music, you know, um, swimming. Drinking and drugs. <laughs> wow. So, so there would be emotional energies, would they, if they had a lot of water? Or Absolutely. That, the water energy is very emotional. Emotional, huh? Yeah, that rules the moon. So that's, that's emotional. It's cancer energy. So, I mean, there's others, but, yeah, it works out. It, yes, all those um, water signs work out very well to... Uh, to um... So yesterday was the solstice, was it? Yes. And is that a moon... Right, that has to do with the moon, doesn't it? No, not necessarily. Um, in some rituals, it will. Yes, it's um, also Maybon in um, the Wiccan world, and um, it celebrates the harvest. And so, oh. yesterday was actually the equinox. Oh, okay. And we have one again in December. That's when, uh, not not in December, <laughs> in March, um, when day and night is equal. You know, we have the um, yeah the, the winter equinox. There we go, and the spring equinox. I'm getting it confused. Sorry. <laughs> My nervousness is showing. <laughs> so how does that affect people, though, with, with that equinox in their chart? Would it affect their chart? Or? It depends on where it is in their chart. So basically what it is is zero degrees of Libra, and at zero degrees of Libra, the night and the day are equal. And when night and day are equal, um, we're, what we're doing is we're making the shift into goddess energy. So as soon as the equinox hit, which was like a 519 yesterday afternoon, we moved right into, um, we moved into goddess energy. And so, um, so when, um, so from March, there we are, <laughs> zero Aries. So from March to September, we're in the light side of the zodiac, which is the masculine. 
and that's about doing. Let me. We need to do. We need to do. It's all external. And now we've shifted into the fall equinox, which is the, the dark, which is not dark. Does not mean evil, but yeah. it's the dark. It's the feminine. It's the the time, um, especially in the Wiccan religions. You know, mythology wise, is when the goddess was was pregnant, and oh. she gives birth on um, the winter solstice, which is on December 21st, and that's the birth of the sun god, and that's when the sun starts to grow again. All Very right? interesting. So, yeah, and so that's... That. Oh, yeah, that's the Wiccan belief. And that is, and for some people, um, at least for Wiccans who want to just, you know, tap the Christians upside the head once in a while, you know, the Wiccan, <laughs> the pagan cultures, they were pagan, you know, the heathens, you know, they celebrated the birth of the sun god because they knew, you know, like from Stonehenge and all those, you know, configurations in Europe that, you know, the sun would start growing on December 21st. So they celebrated the birth of the sun instead of at Christmas time, they celebrate the birth of the son of God. Yeah. You know, wow. how, yeah, it's just a, it's just a switch of words instead of the, well, the birth of the sun God, the Christians have done the son of God. Yeah, interesting. Well, it makes sense that they would celebrate that for the the new the, the um, beginning of life, spring harvest, and all that. You know, yeah. growth period, and then the darkness, the ending of you know their cycle. It is, and the, and plus the mother would represent like the hidden the hidden talent, right? Yeah, the, the intuitive side of of things. It is. It is. It's it's about the intuitive side, um, because that's what the feminine represents. It represents uh, the intuitive. It also represents to going within, you know, going within our within ourselves. And I'll touch on this this later. But the Mercury retrograde is about that as well. When planets are retrograde, is about that as well. And we'll, we'll, I don't want to jump around, so we'll touch into sure. that later. But with you know, with the feminine and going within and carrying life within. So what we do this now in this time of year is, you know, we start, we, we gather everything. We get our, you know, we, we're done all the busyness of, of the summer. And then we pull, and then we pull it all in, and, you know, we start bringing family in, and we start living closer because we're not outside as much because it's colder. And so we're in Libra time of year, and the cycle shifts through each zodiac sign for the next six months. But right now, we're in Libra, and that is a time to work on relationships. To go within and work on your relationships. Very interesting. And astrologically, and I, besides just seeing the sun in Libra, we have that with another, a lot of other configurations as well. We do. Yes. And That's so, very interesting. Um, because I think a lot of people are at that, uh, that point in their life through this time of year. They really are being introspective and really looking within themselves and asking those questions. If you talk to friends... Uh, or relatives or, you know, coworkers. I'm sure a lot of people are talking about that. And it is, you know, it's getting darker early. People are tired, and it's that shift and change. Yeah, I know. This, it, it does do that. But um, if anybody wants to call in with any comments or questions, looks like Ashley's the only one in the chat room. Ashley, oh, Ashley's our moderator, and Leslie, um, 4869, and um, if you're just joining us, you're, you are listening to the Ghost Chronicles, but Ron and Maureen um, are at Circles of Wisdom tonight doing a book signing until 8.30. And hopefully, if anyone's listening tonight, um, they'll give us a call. We'd appreciate it. 
Um, back to uh, the Libra energy. Um, yes, time to go within. It's interesting because yesterday I, had, uh, I was out in the woods and um, taking a walk behind my house. There's hundreds of acres. And it's pretty rare that I find anything but turkey feathers out there because we have tons of turkeys. But yep. yesterday I found an owl feather. Nice. And it, it took me until later in the evening because I actually had to refer to some to make sure that I knew what it was. And you can always tell by the feathered edge, which was really pretty. So just before the equinox, I found this owl feather. And the owl represents the feminine because it's that night and it's the wisdom that, you know, we're coming into now and how we, we should be doing our self-examinations and, you know, who am I within this relationship because it is about relationships right now and finding that balance. And then I was on my way um, a few towns over to do a reading last night, and across right in front of me on the road was a black bear. It looked like a big old bowl of jello. Oh, my God, this thing was wow. so fat, which is good since winter's coming. Wow. And the bear also symbolizes feminine, the nurturing, the, you know, how they, they go in and they hibernate. And so <laughs> here we are. You know, he, he, she is storing up her fat, just going everywhere to store up the fat, so they can survive for the winter in their den, whether it's with, with babies or not, depending. And, you know, so here we are. This is the, in these symbols. I mean, before the, and it didn't, I didn't even put it together until, you know, I was in bed last night. I'm like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. And that's how I get my symbols from nature. And, I mean, all it was telling me is, is that this, I need to pay attention to. Because no matter what I do as far as writing forecasts for other people, once I write them and I send them to the editor, I don't read it day to day. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, I need to listen to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, and it comes in all different ways and, and, and with relationships too. I know I have found that with people in my life, um, things come up and you kind of wonder, okay, so why is this coming up? I thought this was resolved. And then you have to ask yourself, well, it must be something that um, I have to ask within. I have to ask my soul, where do I go with this? What's the spiritual lesson? How can I, you know, help this individual kind of find that within them as well? So it's interesting that it, it comes it comes right now while the feminine energy is about, and it's about that going within. So it's so right on. It's kind of scary, Todd. Yeah, it is. I think, uh, I think well, I enjoy it. I think it's just nice for everybody to pay attention. Yes. Everybody is really busy. I mean, it's... And, and there's so many ways to do that, and through that meditation and contemplation, and even with the energy work through the Reiki, I'm sure that, you know, people can really kind of find that um, as well, that yeah. tuning into themselves through that modality, too. It, it is, exactly, exactly. Now, some of the other energy around Libra, you know, we're, we're talking about our own personal, you know, going within... And, you know, sharing with others. I mean, it's about what we learn, about what we teach others. You know, anything that's, you know, like back and forth like a seesaw, anything. And that's where we start this inward journey. I mean, next after Libra will be Scorpio. So when I'm on next month, I can talk about the Scorpio energy. But right now with the equinox, and this it's called the card, it's one of the cardinal points. There's four of them. Zero degrees of Aries, zero Libra, zero Cancer, and zero Capricorn. And these four cardinal points are being hit pretty hard by Saturn and Uranus and Pluto. And basically, what we pay attention to today in our day-to-day life, and if we 
kind of go with the flow of the seasons. Really, don't fight it. Just, just go with the flow of the seasons. Um, this 2012 stuff that everybody's talking about and it all yeah. looks doom and gloom, I mean, this is, the, this is it. I mean, it's already here. It's, it I doesn't agree. happen on one specific day. It doesn't happen December 21st, 2012. There isn't anything exceptional about that specific day astrologically, but there is every day of the week there's something, you know, significant astrologically happening. So, yeah. you know, let's not wait for, like, what the doomsday and what people think is the end of the world. We're already in that process yeah. of taking yeah. these steps and in, in what we should be doing. Now, in the really the mundane life, I mean, things that we pay attention to while Libra, the sun is in Libra, and it was just highlighted with this uh, with this new moon um, yesterday, is you know some of the things besides you know our partnerships and our marriages. I mean, we all any other committed type of relationship, you know, not you know um, businesses, any long term oh. associations. So if you're oh. looking to have a business partnership with somebody, or you have one, maybe it's time to reconsider what's going on there. Is it working for you? Does the vibration fit? Interesting. And does that have to do with the communication piece? It, it does. Right now it does, but I want to. I guess I'm going to save that for the second half hour. Okay. The second half hour. In, in in some ways it does. Yes, because of the placement of Mercury right now. But I will okay. get into that the second half hour. But you know, so we we have to realize that when I'm just talking relationships, everybody goes, oh, you know, what is there something wrong with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever? And it's like, no, no, don't. It doesn't have to be anything wrong. It's just like. Start talking. Start, you know, if something doesn't feel right vibrationally, you just need to, this is the time to work on it. But partnerships, too, any business partnerships. And what comes along with that, too, since the seventh house is about um, partnerships, it's also about open enemies. And open enemies mean people that you know. Somebody who may be suing you. Wow. You know, it's all. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mercury was, Mercury was retrograde in that in Libra a little while ago, so that could have caused some issues, but it was really rather brief. So it wouldn't have, uh, if it was any issues that anybody might have felt, it would have showed up a couple of weeks ago. Wow. I didn't yeah. realize that there was such a thing. Yeah. Open yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I know it's, it's, it's an interesting term, but um, that's what it's about, you know, open enemies, because... It's not. It, it is a partnership of sorts. Wow. It, you know, isn't always fun. <laughs> Very not, Excuse me. It's, like, it's not always a. Um, it's not always a walk in the park. That's for sure. So the seventh house is what is really being affected now. Then, and that's yeah. where Libra resides. That's where Libra naturally resides. Yes. Okay. Now the wheel kind of moves around every minute of every day, and it's a little bit different for everybody, but the natural the natural placement of it, if ever you look at an astrology wheel that's not, you know, set up for anything, but just like a teaching wheel, you'll see that Libra is on the seventh house, so Libra rules the seventh house. So that is Libra and the seventh house are the same. So, so a lot of people have, say somebody has a lot of plants in that house, that can be interesting. That means partnerships are very important to them. Oh. All partnerships. Generally means um, they don't even have to be a Libra to have all, you know, to have all those Libra traits. That's why some people don't seem to fit their sun signs. 
Yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, because they have a lot of heavy planets. Like you, I know for a fact that you, um, yeah. Libra and Virgo, you're heavy in both. Yeah. More so the Virgo than the Libra. I so, know. But the placement of these things give you other qualities, more like an Aries, because I believe it's in the first house. I'm sorry, I don't have your chart up right yeah. now, so I can't remember. But um, So depending on if you have everything bundled in one, one sector, because the chart is sliced into 12 different pieces, and they're called yeah. houses, and they each rule a certain department in life, because each, each zodiac sign owns one of those. And um, so, you know, you could be a Virgo, but all that Virgo energy is, you know, like in the 10th house, which would make you feel, you know, you could be more like a Capricorn, like a, a real business-oriented person than a Virgo, so to speak. Still going to so, have Virgo traits, but... That's interesting. So that's the personality that may not mm-hmm. fit that, that, that particular sign. It doesn't, they don't always. The... Correct. They, yep, they don't always. Because we're here to learn about our sun sign. That's why we are the sign that we are. You know, we don't always, you know, we're here, uh, we, we're here in this lifetime to understand what, you know, that sun sign energy. So that doesn't mean we're going to, um, we're going to behave that way right off the bat. It takes us a while to learn. You know, me being a Gemini, I put my foot in my mouth more than, than I could ever tell you until I learned to hold my tongue. I don't have to be a Gemini that talks, you know, relentlessly and nobody wants to listen because... You, they just know you're just going to go on forever. And know? Gemini, is that because that's a communication sign? It, it, or? it is, yeah. That's Gemini fine. tend to talk a lot because they need to, well, they're, they're doing the Gemini thing, but what they need to learn about is how to speak when they need to, not necessarily ah. all the time. <laughs> so with me being a Libra, I would be looking for the balance. That, you are, that's, absolutely. That's the sign, right? Yeah, that, that kind of fits. yeah. Yes. Well, and, 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 and it's good for partnerships, too. I mean, you, it's important, you know, if somebody has all those Libra, um, Libra planets, you know, you, it's, you're looking for partnerships. And partnerships are important in every way. Yeah. So no matter what you do in life, you know, you're always going to be looking for those partnerships. But they need to, but, you know, all that energy, you know, for your example, I mean, you have a lot of Virgo stuff before that. So you you will behave more Virgo-like a lot of times than you will yeah. Libra-like. Yeah, that fits. And I guess really for the Libra, the most important relationship is within themselves. It could be the other aspect of really what that's about, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's where the meditation is really important. And I think that that's how I've learned a lot about self-reflection it's through that process, if it's contemplating or meditating or, you know, whatever that is, mm-hmm. asking the question and waiting for the answer. And that's where the intuition comes in for most people. And, and you know, they can channel their own energy. Okay. Go ahead. And uh, that's where a lot of people do their own channeling. It's through their own, uh, you know, listening to that, their soul's voice, which is really, you know, their, their intuition. And, uh, and I don't know if people really realize that too much. Well, they probably don't. And, and they should. Yeah. So um, we're down to about 20 seconds here before our first break. And um, uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about the infamous Mercury retrograde. And when, we get, when we get back from uh, the break, we will do that. And you're listening to The Ghost Chronicles. 
I am Dorothy Morgan, and Francis Nash is my co-host, and we're in for Ron and Maureen as they are at Circles of Wisdom doing a book signing. And um, hope you come back. Talk to you in 30 seconds. Thank you. Vault is open. You're listening to the Haunted Headlines, your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano and you're listening to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly journey around the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghost community. The ghost ride again at Croxon Park in Liverpool, England. In a report from the Liverpool Echo, a security camera at the Edwin Country House has caught a spirit for the second time this year. This ghost, which appears much like a person whose head is bald and reflecting the light, moves across the screen for more than 30 seconds. It closely resembles an orb with a cloak attached to it and appears transparent. According to the article, quote, One theory among mediums is that the figure may be the ghost of former resident Hugh William Osbert Monix the seventh and last Earl of Sefton, who died in 1972. You may remember we covered a sighting in the same location last March. Stop by the Ghost Village news site to get a link to both sets of footage, and you can see for yourself. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen may have left their X-Men personas behind, but they are still performing together, this time in the stage classic Waiting for Godot at the Theatre Royal Haymarket in London. Stewart got more than he bargained for when he signed on. He may be a veteran of the English stage, but the actor has seen his first ghost in a theater. According to the Telegraph, the actor is said to have witnessed a man in a beige coat and twilled trousers just off the stage as he was coming off. The ghost is thought to be John Baldwin Buckstone, who was the actor-slash-manager of the Theatre Royale Haymarket in the mid-19th century and a good friend of Charles Dickens. While he did not skip a beat during the production, Stewart later said he was, quote, impressed by the oft-scene spirit. Nigel Everett, one of the directors of the theater, said Buckstone, or whoever may be watching the plays from the afterlife, usually views comedies when they are performed. Lastly tonight, it may not have been a real ghost, but one spirit in India caused more suffering than any we've ever reported. In Bayrambore, five young men scaled the wall of the Ithar Senthal High School Hostel, which separates the male and female quarters. The area was in the middle of a power outage, and the boys went door to door scaring everyone they saw. Thinking they had seen a real ghost, and one that had been reported in the dorms before, the girls suffered a disproportionate response. Quoting a source from the Times of India, one girl, Pratima Basque, whose age was not revealed, fell unconscious and was rushed to a local hospital. She was declared dead on arrival. Five other girls were hospitalized. Authorities are still trying to sort out the details before any other action can be taken. That's the news for this week. Make sure to sign on to Ghost Village's news site to check out these and other stories at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. 
strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Para-X family. We're back. I'm Dorothy, and I am hosting the show tonight for Ron and Maureen. Is there at Circles of Wisdom doing a book signing? My guest host tonight is Francis Nash. Hi, Fran. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here, Dorothy. Yay. <laughs> well, that was an interesting little news bit there, wasn't it? I know it was. <laughs> wow. So we were, um, before the break, we were talking about the... Um, the equinox and how it is time for people to to go within a little bit more. Um, you know, it's fall this time every year, so it's you know certainly nothing new. But um, some of the things that are coming that we have that we're kind of the energy that we're pulling in with this equinox and the, you know the balancing of our energies, the give and take, um, is that the planet Mercury is retrograde, and you know. I know people sigh and roll their eyes when they hear this because <laughs> there's a lot of retro- yeah the retrogrades you know they 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 have a bad rap they really do yeah and yeah. go ahead some good things can come from that too though right oh absolutely absolutely and we'll get, I'm going to give some examples when we get off to a little bit of the details of this hopefully I won't bore people to death <laughs> so the retrograde started September 7th and it goes through uh, Friday the 29th. And in that time period, um, the planet Mercury will be retrograde. And retrograde energies, all the planets go retrograde. And what it is, you know, the real, the real facts about it is the planets never go retrograde. It's just our elliptic that makes it look like they are from the Earth's per- perspective. And I think I've used this example before, but I'll use it again because it's really good. It's just like being on the highway and the car in front of you is going 65 and you want to go 80. And so... You're both still moving. You get into that left lane and you pass them. You're both still moving. It's just that it, there's an illusion that the car next to you is going in reverse. Yeah. And so this is what the retrograde energy, um, the, you know, theoretically is about. So they really never go retrograde. And the sun and the moon never go retrograde. And the other planets, when they do, we have quite a few right now. Um, Mercury, we have, oh, let me look at my notes. We have Mercury, we have Jupiter, um, Uranus, um, Neptune, and Chiron are all in retrograde motion right now. Wow. And yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. But with the Mercury, um, you know, everybody knows it's the closest planet to the, to the sun. So that's, you know, the astronomy of it. It's really, it's never two signs away from the sun because it is so close. Yeah. So the, the Mercury and the Sun are always, you know, in sync with each other mm-hmm. most, of, yep. most of the time. They just they never go out of the way. So when we talk about Mercury, the, the, you know, the energy around Mercury so is um, it's communication. It's coordination, education, you know, early education, um, clarifying things, comprehending. You know, it's, it's, it's um, the short trips. It's your siblings. It's um, publishing, you know, like in local local magazines, local books, things like oh. that. Cool. So these are all of the things that Mercury can, um, all that Mercury rules and that can mess up during 
the actions of Mercury. But with that, you know, some of the higher vibrational gifts of Mercury is, um, you know, the voice of spirit. It's advancing the understanding of humanity and broadening our outlook, raising the consciousness of, of humanity, you know, opening minds so they can be changed, wow. you know, bringing the unconscious to consciousness, you know, in divine listening and, you know, uncovering the truth to release pain. And so these are some of the, the gifts that Mercury can bring to us. And so when we, when we at times have a hard time during a retrograde period, or whenever something goes wrong, people go, oh, Mercury must be retrograde. It's like, no, that just sometimes, you know what just happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I ask a question? Absolutely. No, if it just appears to be going backward, then why is that, um, why do we have such an effect, let's say? Well, when, um, when astronomers first started, you know, tracking the planets, they only had to do it, you know, basically with the naked eye. And from, again, from Earth's perspective, that's why for a long time they thought the Earth was the center of the universe. Um, it really looks like it's going backwards. And when it happened, bad things happen. And, you know, in astrology, it's taken a long time, and, and there's even still astrologers out there that are fatalistic. You know, it's, it's an old way of thinking. And so, you know, like when eclipses would happen, people would think that, you know, it was the end of the world. It's just because of, of a lack of, of understanding that we have with science and knowledge today. We're educated. You know, everybody can at least in developed worlds, can learn to read. We don't have, if we want to, we don't have to rely on one religious um, person to tell us what we should know and what we shouldn't know and what we should believe because we couldn't educate ourselves. We had to rely on a hierarchy to do that, and it was all about fear. And that is why this fear-based, um, yeah. it's fear-based from, you know, the matriarchal systems that have come down over thousands of years. And, again, we're, we're shifting with, uh, this 2000, with the end of the Mayan calendar, you know, this 26,000-year calendar. Um, we were in the dark. We're just finishing the last 13,000 years of darkness, and we're now shifting into, well, into the masculine side, but we're shifting into the feminine side. So yeah. they've got it backwards. We have it backwards, most likely. <laughs> the dark and the light, you know, the masculine and the feminine, it's yeah. reversed in, in Mayan beliefs. But anyways, it, whatever, it's the feminine. So we're shifting, shifting into the feminine. So, you know, with all the structures and breaking down around us, as we all can clearly see, um, every institution that we thought was safe and secure um, is very doubtful now. Um, you know, it's not going to totally crumble because we're resilient and, you know, we haven't been through this exactly before, but, it will, yeah. you know, it, the energy is the same. Yeah. The energy is the same. Well, it's, it's very important that we go through this process because, uh, as you said, the Earth's energy has changed. The vibration changes. And, and we're in that process of growth and change. So, and it does do with the introspection mm-hmm. and, and, um, and all these great things that Mercury um, holds. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. The gifts is, 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 are the important things, you know, enabling others, you know, through, through your pain or through, through the things that you go through in everyday life, you know, and we can each take this on an individual basis, you know, we can help others uncover their truth to release their pain. We can yes. do it for ourselves first, which is mainly what we need to do, 
And again, that's what the, this um, Equinox energy is about. It's like, well, what do I need in relationships? What do I need in relation to a partner, you know? So, because we, we all need something out of a partnership. It needs to be something that works for us as individuals. And so with this retrograde energy of Mercury, I mean, it's not devastating. Mercury goes retrograde three times a year. So basically, it is retrograde the same amount of time that we sleep, you know, the yeah. average person sleeps. And so you know, we need to do this to recharge and to go over things. And just to, you know, just that's what Mercury, the planet of, of communication, wants us to do. It wants us to to go within when any planet is retrograde. It wants us to go within so we so that, can start examining. I think that's interesting that it happens a lot when we sleep because, as you know, we never really sleep. Our spirit is always awake. So we're doing our communications on different planes of reality or different you know, states of consciousness. Um, and so we must be learning that way as well. I never even thought of that. I didn't know the spirit never slept. I never even considered that. Yeah, and so we're always learning. So it's it's interesting that it would be partially when we sleep so we can work with our uh, other other states of consciousness. Right, right. Well, then that and, and that's what you need to, to think about as far as what Mercury retrograde does because when it's retrograde for the three weeks, basically every four months, it goes retrograde for three weeks, and we kind of have a six-week time period because it has to retrace its steps. But oh. while it's retrograde, um, that's when we go inward, also known as sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so where we need cool. to just examine what's going on in, um, in our life. Now, that means a third of the population, close to a third of the population, is born with the Mercury retrograde. Yeah. So what does that mean? That means they think before they speak. Interesting. They process what other people are saying. They can be very quiet. Now, not everybody with a Mercury retrograde in their birth chart is that way, but a lot of people will be because there are, of course, plenty. You know, we we use I use nine um, heavenly bodies in a chart, and there's plenty of asteroids that people use, so it's just a lot of stuff. But so there could be other things that trigger people not to be that way, but generally speaking, with, if you're born with the Mercury uh, when it's retrograde, it just makes you think before you speak. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. I and didn't know that. This time period um, for people who are born with a retrograde Mercury is no big deal. It, it doesn't matter, you know, because their communication is always a little different than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> So it affects them differently, but they don't realize it, perhaps? No, I think they're used to it. They're used to it because they're born with it. Yeah. So, it, it, wow. so they, work, they can work with it easily. Yeah. No? Wow. That's very interesting. So what we need to focus on with this retrograde and the equinox is that, you know, it's just time for us to pause. I mean, it's been going on since September 7th, so we've, we're already most of the way through it. You know, when is it, Tuesday? When's the 29th? I believe it's Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday, you know, is when it goes direct. So Tuesday will be an interesting day. I'm curious to see how it will affect me because I'm a Gemini, and Gemini and Virgo's ruling planet is Mercury. So we do tend to get a little more, um, if we're not born with a retrograde, we get hit a little bit harder with this energy. Virgo energy? 
Um, Virgo energy too. Yeah, the Virgos. Virgo in Gemini's ruling planet is Mercury. So Mercury goes retrograde. It's our ruling planet. So that just means we can feel it. You have Mercury. You have Virgo rising. So you're going to feel it strong too. Yeah, I have a lot of Virgo. Yeah, you do. (laughs) For Libra, you have a lot of Virgo. I know. Overanalyze a little bit too much. Um, (laughs) Kind of like that sentence. Um, (laughs) But so. We do tend to get a little more harassed by it. I mean, for everybody has their stories. And if anybody would like to call in, um, oh, what's the phone number? It is 877-864-4869 if anybody would like to call in with their Mercury Retrograde stories. And, so, what is, mm-hmm. so what about that day, Scott, so, 29th? Thank you for bringing me back. I've lost track of where I was. <laughs> On September 29th, thank you. <laughs> Good co-host. <laughs> I'm not going to yell at you like Rhonda's Maureen. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Everybody listening knows what I mean. There's no arguing on the radio tonight. <laughs> we get along. We like each other. Too. I know. They love each other, too. They, they do, actually I'm like sure. they're married, though. But they're not, obviously. <laughs> but... Oh, they're fun. But, mm-hmm. yes, um, Tuesday morning at 9.14 Eastern Time, um, Mercury goes direct in the sign of Virgo. So this probably is affecting you quite a bit. So what happens with that is, like, some of us, not everybody, but some of us um, are going to get so caught up in the details that we're going to be frozen on that day, not going to be able to make a choice. Uh, you know, it's probably not a good day to make any choice because Mercury is is stationary that day. It's like going from reverse. If you drive a stick, you're in reverse. You still have to hit the brake all the way. You cannot put that shifter into first gear until you've come to pretty much a complete stop. Unless your tranny's broken, you're not getting it into first <laughs> gear. And so this is what we, what happens on September 29th is we're stuck. Communication stops. You know, I mean, some will still flow slowly, but they'll just be, it'll just be a day where things just need to stop because it basically is a day where, you know, there's some days when you're just exhausted and you know that you should just stay home and you should just rest because it's what you need, you know, just to recharge. So that day will be a little difficult for some people. Wow. It will be, um, you know, it's certainly not the end of the world by any means, but it's, um, it's, it's just not going to be easy. Um, so uh, go ahead. So it sounds like it's like a, a polarization in oh, some way. Interesting. You know, and it really just keeps you, you get polarized. You can't move one way or the other. Oh. It kind of sounds like that some. Oh, that's an interesting concept. So I, I guess it's, it's, I should stay home that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's, um, oh, my gosh, your birthday's coming up. Your yes, birthday's Friday. Happy birthday. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I just noticed. I'm so Thank fun. you. <laughs> All right. Solar return. You're having a solar return um, tomorrow, actually. So tomorrow you need to set yourself a New Year's resolution. All right. Because tomorrow's your new year. So Mercury's retrograde during... So Mercury, So you'll do a lot of inner thinking this year. So I'll kind of spin off a little bit on the retrograde just to give other people information since Fran's birthday is... Um, on the 25th, um, and Mercury is still retrograde that day, on the day of your birthday, it's, we, we do a chart called the solar return. So we get an imprint of what the underlying energy of, her, of your year, her year, will be like. And what I see with this 
with Mercury retrograde is um, it's everything we've already talked about so far. It's about you being going inward and really evaluating what's going on in your life wow. and where yeah. you want to be. And it's all in your first house for you. So that is about, you know, truly identifying who you are. It's a time, you know, when planets are in the first house, it's a time to, to start exploring who you are, um, how you, what, what face you're going to sh- you show to the world. Yeah. Are you happy with yourself? And straight across opposite that is that partnership house. So all of this is being activated for you right now. It is indeed. It is. Yeah, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these individual things are going on. So th- and this is so this is where Mercury retrograde can co- actually come in handy for you this this coming year. And it doesn't mean the whole year is. I mean, if today feels like a really crappy day, and maybe tomorrow, and maybe your birthday is not the best day in the world, it doesn't mean your whole year is going to suck. That's not the case. <laughs> what it just means is is that it you're going against the grain a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So when and and you know and other people know when something just doesn't feel right, you must trust your instincts. You must yeah. trust your instincts, especially it doesn't matter what I say or any other you know psychic reader says. What anybody says, the first and foremost, you always must trust yourself yeah. first. Yeah. Don't question. Don't question you. what you hear and what you feel. Just do it. Every time I question it, or I say, eh whatever, and I don't do something. I'm like, you know what, I knew. I knew I should have done whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. You know, I get that sometimes that stomach goes, and that, and my soul is speaking. I'm like, no, I'm going to do it anyway. And then I say, <laughs> oh, I should have done it. I was uh, talking to myself. <sighs> and, you know, with this Mercury retrograde in the first house of your chart, you know, Fran, it, it's about, you know, being an independent thinker, you know, yes. and the ability to, to network your ideas and your thoughts um, in regards to who you are and how you're showing yourself to the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you're going to have a year with Mercury retrograde um, as part of the underlying energy. And with that, um, it, works out, it works out good for you because, you know, if you feel you need this. You know, you yeah. need time to consider, you know, all your options, basically. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And it comes in handy with the work, uh, with the channeling, and the energy work, and the meditations, and the communications, and, and you know, being able to do this work and, and really helping other people. Absolutely. So, uh, I can see how it all, the, the, the mercury, how that affects and the, the Librian energy and all that, and how it really works. Everything you said is really right on, and it really does uh, affect my life quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. And, you know, with Mercury retrograde in Virgo, I mean, what everybody can expect, and, and you as well on a very personal level that we just talked about, you know, the tough part of this is, is you know, self-confidence. You know, it feels threatened because we get really impatient, you know, all of us. But you heavy Virgo energy, you know, you could, you could take this to a whole different level than, you know, anybody who, you know, not everybody has all these Virgo things going on in their chart like you do. But overall, individuals need to pay attention to, you know, what's, you know, what are they being impatient about and overly critical about, especially yeah. if they're not accustomed to this energy. They're going to find it around them if it's not them. I mean, we can see it in the healthcare debate. We can see it here in the state of New Hampshire with, you know, state workers possibly losing jobs, but, 
you know, yeah. needing to sign a contract to lose a few hours as opposed to 750 people losing a job. Basically, wow. people are detailing things to death right now, and yeah. it's causing a lot of conflicts because people are trying to make things perfect in an imperfect world. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and so this is what's going on. You know, we can incorporate this into our own personal lives where it fits. And, yes, fit it, fit it where it fits because yeah. everybody knows their own life. And so... You know, we all just need to incorporate it where it is. You know, for me, it's my everyday work. Oh, I'm so crazy yeah. busy. I'm, I'm trying to, to, you know, space out time for this little thing and that little thing. And, you know, sometimes I just got to let it go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure you can see when people come to you, as I do with me, people are asking, who am I, why am I here, and what's my purpose? And yeah. it really sounds like a lot of this has to do with their life lesson, why they're here. And and uh, it's really great that you can point that out in your chart, as I can do that through the, the channeling spirit. Oh, yeah. awesome! Now, when you channeling spirits, they are cha- they're are they your guides, or will um, they be your guides with this person? Yeah, guides? and with the other guides too. And I, you know, as I develop and grow, and I realize the more that I channel, and I do, I tap into the angelic kingdom, and um, so I work with the higher frequencies, and their guides come in. But I'm also uh, working with the, the, the person's soul as well, so, or their higher self. So it's really um, their higher self speaking, and I'm just kind of interpreting what, what their higher self is already trying to get the message across to them, too. So it's been an interesting transition in growth for me. As I go along, you know, more things develop and grow in that process of channeling. Oh, I see. And you're yeah. trying to help people through... Um, I mean, looking at your your chart, I mean, I can see this. I think I talk, we talked about this last month. Probably. I mean, you can see what somebody's... Actually, last month we talked about, um, well, past lives, but this is part of it as well. I mean, you can see what, you know, what you've brought in to, to work with, what your life path is. It's called the, yeah. North, it's called the North Node, you know, and that's, your, that's a life path position in everybody's chart. There's others, other stuff we can look at as well, but that one position, the transiting eclipse... Point. An eclipse that happens before, just before we're born, the, the most recent eclipse before we're born, so it's a prenatal eclipse, and that point continues to move, and that's what our life path is. So, you know, we, so theoretically, our first breath brings in that eclipse energy, and um, we carry that eclipse energy into the North Node, and that gives us our life path. Wow. And for you, you know, the, you know, with, with yours is in Taurus, and so I think it was Leslie's is in Taurus as well when we talked to her last time. And, it, you know, yeah. you want to work with other people and help them with their deep emotional wounds. Well, first you have to work on your own because you've come in with a lot of traumatic, you know, basically there's a lot of traumatic, there was traumatic endings in past lives. Yeah. And so yeah. trust, trust of love, trust of yeah. trust in yourself, your, your, you know, the self-esteem, all of those things tie into a life path, mm-hmm. and um, a lot of these transits and, and astrologically things that happen to our to us, you know, during life and, and you know, just as things are going on, um, it is, uh, we still have choice. We still have free will and choice. Yeah. To do what we a, want. Yeah, and that's a huge thing, I think, and especially for mothers like you and I are, to teach our children. Free will choice. Uh, yeah. You know, yep. And put that out in their consciousness and kind of teach them a little bit about the spiritual ways at a young age, at least the way that we believe spirit to be, you know, versus the doctrine or, or a 
personal religion. Excellent, yeah. And, so and, uh, we're down to less than two minutes, so go ahead and finish up what you were saying there, and then I want you just to let, to let people know where they can find you one more time, okay? Oh, sure. sure. Well, it was just, you know, bringing the, this, our spiritual work that you and I both do in different ways and how we can help people uh, through our own process and our own learning. And that's the best way to be able to share and, and to help other people by going through, you know, going through this yourself. So, right. And people can find me at um, brandnash.com Excellent. if they want to get a hold of me. Excellent. And do you have um, a location that you do readings out of? Well, right now I'm, I'm working in several different places, but I do do it out of my home. Okay. And I will be uh, working at uh, Pachamamas in, in Concord. Uh, working out of there on this Saturday, Excellent. and I will be uh, doing a fair up on Sunday up in Portland, South Portland, Maine. Fantastic. So they can find that information. They can contact you through your website, right? Yes. yes. Excellent. Yep, my email is there and my phone number. Okay. Contact me that way. Awesome. And if anybody would like more information on um, astrology or um, Mercury Retrograde, I am at Circles of Wisdom, um, usually on Wednesday nights. Uh, I do teach a class there the third Wednesday um, of the month at 6.30, 6.30 to 8.30, and anyone's welcome to join. I try to keep it at a level where uh, beginners can, a beginner level. And um, my website is naturalrightscharms.com, or you can Google Dorothy Morgan Astrologer, and you'll find, you can Find me all over the place there. Lots of good stuff. Oh, um, yes. Yes, and Fran, Fran and I both have a YouTube uh, posting, yeah. so you can listen to one of, a sample of her most recent meditation because Fran does, uh, Fran does a lot of wonderful um, meditations. And, Fran, you even do them as um, custom, correct? I do, I do, because lots of times when we work with people, as you know, um, you know, you get this great in- intuition and, and, a, and a meditation is born, and it's custom for them, so that is what I do as well. And you can find my meditation on my um, website, brandnash.com. Excellent, excellent. So I wanted to, hopefully we got like one minute left, but I might cut this short, I don't know. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, this is the Ghost Chronicles, and... One more time, if you can catch Ron and Maureen, they are at Circles of Wisdom for another half hour. And if you don't know where that is, you probably won't make it there in time anyways. (laughs) (laughs) And so they're doing the book signing with their new book. And if um, you'd like to get in touch with either one of us, you can can, uh, also find me on um, the Ghost Chronicles uh, website. Right. And also, I do do um, readings over the phone. And some people, I think, are a little surprised about that, as you, you do your readings over the phone, too. Yes, I and, do. And I think people don't realize that energy is energy, so I can really tap into anybody's vibration as long as they're open to the experience. I don't have to be present. They don't have to be in my energy or face face with me as well. So um, I also do phone readings, which is it's kind of nice that way. Yeah, it is. I, it is. I don't know if your experience is like that. It's good. Person. It's comfortable. Yeah. People feel real comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And I think we are out of time for this week. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And Thank I you. do believe Ron and Maureen will be back again next week. Thank you, Fran. You're welcome, Dorothy. Thanks. Pleasure. You. Good night, everybody. Good night. From ghoulies to ghosties. 
only getting these days, and things that go both 